0: very good morning once again welcome to another live session of the potter's gate online broadcast my name is isa phillips at King Tola. i want to specially welcome you to this brand new day for this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in him father we want to thank you for this beautiful wonderful day once again that you have brought us into we celebrate your love this morning we celebrate your goodness we celebrate your voice we celebrate your mind we celebrate your intention Thank you, Father, that they all earth this morning, yes, is awakened unto your righteousness, unto your love. We thank you, Father, that we are the company of them that you have, yes, established and you have placed on earth to reflect your goodness and your glory. We love you this morning, Father. As we engage your heart this morning, Father, once again we pray. Lead us by your spirit. Bring us to the place we've never been before. Help us to find new realities in you. Help us to discover new ways, new new directions, new perspective, oh God. So that our redemption, oh God, yes, can even be more perfected. That's our desire, Lord. Because we know you want to use us for good things and for wonderful things. But all these things that you want to use us for, Lord, will not become a reality until our life aligns to the standard that you have ordained. And this is not some legal, legalistic uh, 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 standards these are the dimensions that you have ordained for us father we understand that we are falling short yes of grace and 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 that place of glory and jesus christ died for us yes leaving us an example once again that we may attain and your word says in Ephesians, yes, that our desire, even as we continue to receive insight, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from, from those that you have set in the church to train, to equip us, is to come to the full full knowledge and full reality. In fact, your word declared to the full stature of your son. And that is what we are about here, oh God, in this platform, that we'll continue to engage the, the, the realities in you that will allow us to come to the place of the full stature of christ this is something so many today in the church have neglected and in fact are not talking about we know we cannot live our life where where, where we where we are we cannot just remain in that average position and condition of how people see us and how we see ourselves. there's a standard you want for us and the standard is your son jesus christ so this morning once again we yield our heart, we turn our heart to you. Christ is our pattern son. Christ is our benchmark. In every generation, you give a standard that the people must attain to. You did it in the life of Enoch. He walked with you. You were the standard. He walked with you, and he was not. He did it in the life of Noah. He said to Noah, build an ark. The ark was the standard. The ark was a measuring order. Yes, when you brought the children of Israel out of the land of bondage, Yes, Father, you asked them to build for you a tabernacle, even in the wilderness. The tabernacle was the measuring dimension and standard of their life. Today, Father, our life is reflect is reflecting the standard of Christ. Because you, your word declares that Jesus has become our pattern. He's become, yes, that order of life that you want us to live. This morning, Father, as we look unto Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith, help us to see in Christ the things you want us to attain. Help us to see in Christ the things you want us to know. Help us to see in Christ the things you want us to understand. And help us, Father, to to yield ourselves even unto that measure, O God. And so I pray this morning, Lord, as we engage with you, as friends and brothers and and sisters connect with me this morning. Lord, as we speak this word into the atmosphere of this nation, of our continent, and of this generation, we pray, O God, that there will be a shift in the spirit realm, O God. Lord, that we will begin to hear the voice of your Son, bringing us to the place, O God, of divine. Approval, oh God, that we will not remain in that spot in that point where religion, where men wants us to remain. No, we we declare this morning that we break camp. We break camp. We break every limitation. We break this day the borderline. We begin to press into your divine standard and order. And so we honor you, we glorify you for your spirit this morning that is going to lead us to the place of your divine intention. We bless you, Lord, that you continue to press us further, oh God, beyond the Rubicons, beyond the limitations, beyond the minds of men i thank you this morning that that your spirit will continue to Push us further, O God, and we'll continue to say yes to your ways, yes to your will, O God. It's my desire this morning that you will have for yourself a people in the earth, O God, who whose desire, whose ultimate desire is to do your bidding. That is our longing. That is our passion, O God. That is, O God, the reason why we exist, O God, to bring a pleasure to you, to honor you, Father. We thank you. We honor you this morning. We glorify you. For you will be exalted in our life. For you will be exalted in our life. For you will be exalted in our life. For our life will bring pleasure unto you we bless you this morning may your kingdom come may your will be done as it is done in heaven let it be done this morning in us through us oh god as we continue to look into the concept of conscience, we look to the con- concept of spirituality and the standard that you have offered to us. Help us this morning, Father, to live that order, to, to walk in that reality so that your name may be glorified in us and through us in Jesus' name. Well, thank you so much, everyone, this morning, if you're connecting with us. And for those who are, who will be listening on our podcast, uh, I really want to thank God for what the Spirit of the Lord is uh emphasizing and how we are yielding to that which the spirit of the Lord amen is is saying and proclaiming and declaring for this new day like I always say our our desire in this in this uh, uh, um, ministry all right is to build the church is to equip the church is to bring us to the place of spiritual you know standard there's a measure that is there is a there's a level there is a place the father has ordained for us that is that which amen is expected of us and it's from that position amen that of excuse me that position of expectation, that we are we are we are allowed to begin to reflect or rep- represent the intentions of God. So you discover that, in, a, in the concept of ministry, there's a point of the birth alright but then there's also the point amen of spiritual development amen where then we can begin to move into the place of divine representation alright a lot of us want to talk about representing the things of God but we have not not even been birthed into the things of the spirit first of all secondly we have not yielded ourselves amen to grow to mature to come to that place amen of you know of perfection if you will that perfection basically is the standard that the father has ordained for us there's a standard that the father has ordained for us Amen. Every life, every ministry, every individual, all right, there's a measure, there's that order of life, there's that DNA, amen. The Father wants us to reflect in the earth, amen. And and if we continue to walk in that life, amen, and in that understanding, it will bring us to a place, amen, of divine representation. We saw that in the life of Jesus and in the life of so many, all right, that we cannot just live our life the way we want it. We cannot just do things the way we want it. No, we have to follow the divine order. There's a divine order. And the more we emphasize this concept of the divine, divine order is to allow us to be able to develop amen that spiritual capacity so that when the enemy comes to test us to challenge us amen when, when we begin to face opposition we have amen a position within our spirit spirit man that gives us amen more like a backbone to be able to stand and say, no, we, we, we've, we've been prepared. We are we are a worthy vessel, amen. Like I always say, in the day where Goliath of this world comes, I'm beginning to challenge, amen. The armies of God, the armies of Israel, all right, where everybody, amen, is, is connected to Saul and nobody, amen, could stand, could challenge. There's a man, amen, who's journey with God, who's been with God, amen, who understands the standard of God. The Bible says David came out, amen, and said, I'm going to take the head of this uncircumcised Philistine. Now, that's a pattern for us. Amen. Like I will say, also say that gone are the days where we just reduce our life to, all right, the stones that are cut at the quarry in building the things of God. These are the days where the Spirit of the Lord is leading us to the stream, all right? We're going back to the stream. The, the place of the stream is the place where indeed we get prepared. Out of that order of divine preparation, amen, where the Word of God, amen, has done his perfect work. Every area of our life, every rough areas of our life, amen, has been smoothing, amen, through the ministry of the word, through the ministry of the water, all right? Then we can be used for the glory of God and i think this these are things that we've got to begin to you know you know factor into the whole idea of our spiritual development so that we can really be equipped mature and prepare for that which is ahead of us and i believe that the days that are before us are glorious days why because we are yielding ourselves we are, we are allowing the spirit of god to perfect his work in us we're not just giving ourselves amen to you know some Hit and run, you know, our uh, uh, training and walk here. No, we are yielding ourselves. We are surrendering ourselves to the standard of God. We are allowing the Spirit of God to take, amen, his full, you know, uh, a place in our life. Every dimension of our life is coming to a place of divine proximity. We're coming into that reality, amen, of divine acceptance. And if we can have that concept of life where our life is surrendered, is totally yielded to the principle, to the process, to the capacity that is required, then we 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 can say that we are becoming an instrument a voice amen in the earth that's that's what we are looking at many a times we we claim we have this ministry we claim we we can do xyz but when we are faced with challenges what happens is we give up because amen we have not been truly we have not been equipped we are not been equipped we, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have not really surrendered ourselves amen there are still areas in our life where the enemy is still gaining access where the enemy is still gaining leeway and those are the things that i am focusing on you if you notice for the past you know three months there about, we have been focusing on the areas of you know the soul life amen the faculties of our life and those are the areas where indeed we don't want to deal with we don't want to talk about because the enemy knows that if, if if he lost the battle in that area amen of our soul of our faculty amen the, the place of our emotion the place of our thought pattern the place of our feelings amen the place of our desire our decisions if he lost the battle there then he has lost us forever amen because at the end of the day for for the enemy to be able to do anything there has to be a kind of cooperation and agreement with him that's why the concept of agreement amen is something that is very powerful and we cannot allow our afford amen ourselves to you know to to be in agreement amen with that which will destroy us the scripture says, "For the enemy has come. The enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and he does that by Amen. We 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 agreeing with him ignorantly." All right so we don't want to agree with the enemy all right we can we can we can agree with the enemy in so in so many ways by 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 living our life based on the standards of the world by living our life amen based on the environment we grow up by living our life based on the feelings amen that that we feel or the you know the desires and the preference that we want amen we can we can live our life based on you know the spirit of tradition and religion we we we, we I mean and these are the things amen that now, compromise our positions in the things of the spirit. So, so the more the Father, Amen, you know, illuminates our heart, the more the Father shed light into every area of our lives, Amen. The more, Amen, we get empowered, the more we get developed, the more we understand the demand of the spirit, and the more, Amen, we allow. You know, a word came to my spirit yesterday. In fact, something happened around, you know, uh, you know, you know, my in my office that was, was a bit shocking to me. And, and the Lord, you know, was, you know, was saying to me, you know, Isaac, if, if, if there are certain things sometimes that may just be locking around, may just be, you know, in hiding in your heart, in your life, until you begin to take time to pray and even to fast before you begin to see certain things get exposed. And, and, and that's something that many of us, you know, we take for granted, like the concept of really taking time to pray in the spirit. All right. Real, real, you know, connecting in the spirit and praying in the spirit and taking time to fast. You know, sometimes it's it, I mean, we just need to fast a day or two or three days all right, or maybe more. All right. And, and, and one of the benefits of that is that there are things in our life that we don't even know that they are there. They're still locked in there. They're there, you know, in comatose. They're there, you know, in silence. All right. That the the, the, the spirit of that fast, start exposing. And then we can begin to deal with them so it's important that we understand that you know that the days that we live in we cannot just afford to leave things the way they are or look at things on the face value and conclude no we have to bring ourselves under the spotlight of god thank you so much my dear sister for connecting this morning we have to bring ourselves under the spotlight of god when we bring ourselves under the spotlight as as you know as as, as i'm you know you know doing this broadcast i mean i've got about three lights you know three lights you know focusing on me almost like a spotlight or, or else you will not be able to see me properly all right so so we, we need to understand that the word of god amen is a light and that word amen must must be must be spotted amen must be connected in such a way that it focuses on every area of our life so that amen those area that may may still be operating in darkness or the enemy might be using amen to to hide amen can be exposed that's the beauty of god's light the word of god is light jesus christ amen is the light of the world but before he can be a light of the world he must be a first of all a light to us we have to open our heart and allow his light amen to beam into those areas of our of our lives Amen. There are areas of our life that we don't even understand, that we don't even know that the enemy is still using. Amen. To do all kinds of things, alright. Like I was sharing yesterday, some of us we find ourselves in situation, in circumstance where we don't know, you know, what to do. We we don't know how we got to that situation, alright. But but if we allow the light of God, if we allow the word of God, amen, to to spotlight into those areas suddenly we begin to gain insight we begin to get understanding that's what the word of God does the word of God illuminates our path illuminates our light you know illuminate excuse me illuminate our heart our life so we have to love the things of the spirit the more we love the things of the spirit the more we understand the things of the spirit but beyond that the more we understand ourselves, and to me that is a good thing all right i really want to know what god has ordained for my life i don't want to live my life all right in, in half truth and i don't want to live my life just understanding the potential of what i can do without really gaining the capacity you know to carry out the things that the father has ordained for me all right we live in the dark days we live in dark you know you know in, in environment the enemy wants to keep us locked in darkness the enemy wants to keep us locked amen in, in in a place where we don't really understand everything all right that god has ordained for us but as we continue to allow ourselves amen to be purged you know to be to be washed amen to be you know to be illuminated by the word of god the more we begin to discover new things about ourselves this is the beauty of the ministry of the word of god the word of god brings us to a point where we begin to realize wow i never saw that before i never heard that before i didn't know that was dead that's the beauty of the word of god so i will encourage us amen to constantly and continually you know yield ourselves to the ministry of god's word not just to religion all right? not just to some you know uh, uh, you know uh, christian activity no we have to really surrender ourselves you know i remember growing up Back then when I was growing up in the Lord, I'm still growing up, but back then when, you know, as a teenager growing up, one of the things that I felt the Lord did in my life that was good was that he gave me a desire for, you know, for his word. You know, I will, I will, I will sit down with the Word of God, I, I, and I mean, this is a period where even I was struggling with dyslexia. But I will sit with the Word, and I will just read. <clears throat> excuse me, I will just read and read and read and read and meditate, and just wait on the Word, and allow the Word. You know, as I read the Word, and I allow the Word to, you know, to speak back to me. And suddenly, you know, it's like, an, it's like a light bulb, you know, just turn up in my brain. Suddenly, I begin to see things. I begin to understand things. You know, just yesterday, I was standing outside. You know, three, you know, uh, uh, you know guys, uh, teenagers, they approached me. I guess they were arguing. And so they approached me and they said, Pastor, we'd, we'd like to talk to you. Okay, I said, oh, come on, come, let's talk. So one of them said, well, this other one said he does not believe in God. All right. and, and obviously, these two were trying to convince him that you know God is real. But this other one, they said, well, he doesn't really believe in God. And so they, they wanted me, obviously, to intervene. So I said, but it's fine. If you don't believe in God, that's fine. Because I can understand, you know, your struggle. I mean, when I was in your... I think he said he's uh, uh, 19. I'm not sure if he says he's 19. I, I said, I remember when I was, you know, almost at your age. I was around 14 or 15 thereabouts. I really, I really never believed in God, too. You know, well... They say, there's God. Fine, there's God. But I really never had any connection with him. I never had any relationship with him. So I I won't say I'm a believer of God. And I said, it took me a while, all right? It took me a while to begin to come to the terms that, okay, maybe God is real. But what really broke the back? What gave me an experience of God? Amen. What brought me to the point where I really, you know, finally believed that, yes, God is real. But beyond that, he's, he's not just real. He's a father to me, all right? And his plans for me. They are good plans. You know, was when, you know, I, I had this experience. And today, I'm not going to go into that experience, but because of time. But, I, you know, I was just sharing with this guy and I said, look, yes, I, I, you, you can go through that, you know, season of you not believing. But one thing I want you to do is you, with your open heart, being sincere to God and say, God, if you're real, if you're there, you're real, I want you to show yourself, reveal yourself to me in the way I can understand, in the way I can be certain so that I don't just hold on to some religion, all right, the, well, I'm a Christian because my friend is a Christian or, you know, my family are Christians and they forced me to go to church. You can do all that and still not, not have an encounter, all right, with God. And, and so I, I shared that with them and I said, okay, you know what you can do? You can go to my site and, you know, and find some materials there. And I guess they're all left, you know, happy because I was able to bring to them clarity and understanding that this is not about religion. All right. God is real. But if you will seek him and if you will really open your heart and you're sincere, you, you will find him. He said, if you seek me diligently with all your heart, with all your heart, he said, you will find me so so it's this these are days where we need to really go beyond just you know the average and the peripherals of you know christianity and religion i'm a christian i was born in a christian home no we have to really understand that the things of god are real god is real and he wants us amen to come to realities you know and come to that understanding of his plans and purpose amen for our lives so that we can begin to fulfill his intentions for us God has a plan for us all right God has a plan for us and that plan the Bible says they are good plans not evil but guess what we've been born into a society all right that have taught us otherwise we've been born into a society that have exchanged religion for God we've been born into a society all right that have misrepresented God today there are a lot of things going on around you know the, the church the body of Christ where people are no longer interested about the things of God now we've got to separate the two People misrepresenting God, amen, does not stop the fact that God is real. People misrepresenting the things of God does not stop the fact that, amen, Jesus loves us. So we've got to be able to separate, amen, misrepresentation from reality, amen. God is real. His plans for us are real. His purpose for us are real. The issues of faith are real. The issues of love and and, and understanding and, you know, and surrendering and walking, amen, with him. Relationship with God is real, amen, that is completely different from the other thing that people are doing and I, and I want us to be able to separate the two or else you're going to look at somebody I mean, to benchmark the standard of God you're going to look at you know the mistakes of somebody you're going to look at some of the things we're watching on the TV you know in the name of you know prophets all these false prophets all these false teachers you know you're going to all that and somebody's going to conclude and say this God thing come on is not real in fact that that's what a lot of people are doing today they're looking at how people are misrepresenting God to generalize the things of God. And when you do that, Amen, you should change your own progress, your own spiritual development. And in fact, the enemy drag you away from God's plan for you. So my 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 thing is on this platform, we give it real, we give it raw, Amen. As as God, Amen, has as spoken, we we, we, we we open up. That's why there are no f- religious formfare to what we're doing. All right, I want us to understand that what the Spirit of God is saying in this in this season are the things that will equip us, that will prepare us, that will that will that will enable us to be able to engage. Because we like it or not, there is a force, there is a there is an enemy out there, all right, whose plan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy all right it's planned regardless of how people are misrepresenting god regardless of the false churches that are there regardless of you know the fake pastors and the fake apostles and fake prophets regardless of what there is an enemy in fact i believe the reason why we see all those misrepresentation are all part of the lies of the enemy to discourage people to frustrate people to stop people from really getting to know amen the true god it's like somebody who has who's been in relationship three, four times, and everybody, amen, had failed you. Only for you to have somebody else saying, "Well, uh, this is my heart. You know, I, I'm really interested. I, I, really want us to have a real, you know." You're gonna look at that same person with the same eye, all right? You, you've judged, you know, the, you know the three in the past. So we cannot do that with the things of the spirit. We have to really go into the Word of God and discover God for ourselves and discover His ways, discover His plans, discover His His purposes. us at least that is what i did and that's why today i'm not about just building some church somewhere or doing some you know religious thing those things are good but guess what they are not the finality to validate amen if indeed amen what we're doing is of of the lord or or not we have to understand that god wants to have a relationship with us on an individual basis god wants to have amen a heart-to-heart intimate connection with us and when we begin to understand that, then we are ready to open up then we are ready to open up to allow him to begin to speak into those areas of our life like i said we we we, we grow up in an environment amen that has lied to us misrepresented god to us many of us grew up with false ideas false philosophies false beliefs false you know culture you know false identity these things are there locked up in our lives and we have to get rid of them it's like somebody that is internally sick you've got you got you know an ailment you've got you know something your your battling with all right and you're just keeping it you're keeping it and that thing is getting to a critical situation where if you if you don't go see the doctor it's going to kill you i mean that's why some people you know they've been battling with certain things by the time they finally get to the doctor they say well it's too late you came too late i mean we just heard of one of the uh, um you know is a is a uh, uh um, not sabc now uh, yeah i think the guy also worked for SBC. sabc you know but but he just passed away with cancer you know you know was it yesterday morning yes i mean those things are real you know when you see somebody with cancer he doesn't show on the face but this, this is this is something that you're battling with on the inside all right disease all right uh, 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 you know when i want to say disease it, it makes you you know unease you are not at ease you don't feel well but when people say are certain disease that you look at people you don't see it on their face there are diseases that you go through your face all right people can easily see that oh this person is sick there are certain sickness that people will not see it you are the one that you know that hey i'm carrying this <clears throat> this ailment i'm dealing with this issue all right but people can see it but you, you, you would need to, you know, go look for a doctor and say, doctor, I don't feel well. I might may, may look well, but I don't feel well. I need you to check on me. And the doctor, amen, begins to examine you and say, wow, thank God you came quickly. Or else if you had waited another, you know, two more weeks, that would have been the end. You understand the point that I'm saying, and this is the fact about the things of the spirit. There are certain things that are eating us, that are destroying us internally that nobody sees. All right, everybody thinks we're okay and we're fine, but these things, amen, are locked within our psyche. They are locked within our mindset. I mean, you look at the concept of suicide today. Right? I mean, they, they say, they say, you know, you know, almost 60 percent of you know, of South Africans, particularly teenagers are suffering from, you know, suicide in America is it's almost 80 percent. You know, some they, they, I was listening to news some time ago. They say in a the day they deal with suicide issues, you know, you know suicide related issue. At least you have about three, three, you know, three thousand people in one day, three thousand people in one day, just in one day. You, you 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 so so you we're dealing with issues that are affecting people's mind because when you talk about suicide, you're talking about state of the mind. You're th- you're talking about how people think, how they feel. Alright, disappointment, issues all locked up in the mind, all locked up in our soul faculty. And that's why I've been focusing on this area for some time now. Like the issues of the conscience that we're dealing with, it's important that we know, amen, that we've got a conscience and we have a right conscience. And it's important, amen, that we awaken our conscience, amen, to please God because that is the essence. God gave us a conscience to help us to identify what is right from what is wrong. Now, if we continue to deaden our conscience. conscience by rebellion by rejecting the voice amen of our conscience because you see your conscience will always lead you to right moral lifestyle. your conscience will always tell you that hey that thing you want to do is wrong that thing you want to do uh, it, it doesn't it's not gonna it's not gonna please God it's not gonna you know bring you to a point of of joy at the end of the day you may love the act like I said we can't live our life based on you know feelings we we have to bring our feeling, amen, under the under the scrutiny of the of you know of God's word, under the scrutiny of God's truth, under the light, under the you know the the the, 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 the light of God's word because those are the things that allow us to be able to know what is right from wrong. That a lot of people today who are living life who don't even understand what is right from wrong wrong again well if i feel like doing it why can't i do it all right if this is what i want to do why can't i do it (laughs) i mean we cannot live our life from that concept of existence we're gonna be making bad decisions and guess what every decision we make amen carries a consequence some consequence amen that you know that that we face in life all right are things that affects the next generation I mean, there are decisions that we have made th- today that is impacting our children, that is impacting our family, that is impacting our our immediate community. Now, if we think before we act and we allow our conscience to speak to us and we are able to listen, I mean, that's going to help us to be able to make, you know, the right decisions and, and be able to do the right things. And these are some of the things that I really want to speak to because we live in a day, we live in a time where the enemy is actually saying to us, don't listen to the voice of your conscience all right and i'm saying this you know for for the for the fact that you know the the new age the new the the new age value standard are saying well if you feel like it just why don't just do it just do it but we cannot do that so i'm going to go to the word of god again and we're going to look at one or two scriptures and then we are going to close in prayer this morning I want to thank god this morning that the spirit of the lord is allowing us to look at some of these concepts all right we are in a day of the salvation of the soul we are in a day of the redemption of the soul every aspect of our life we are made of man is made of of of, of a spirit man is a spirit it carries a soul all right it lives in a soul amen he it, is carried by his body All right. And we're dealing with these three faculties. Amen. The spirit, the soul, and the body. You get saved in your spirit. And in your soul also, you get to be saved. You get to be free. It's just that the salvation of the spirit is instant. All right. When you give your life to Jesus, Jesus come into my life. That's an instant thing. It's it's an experience, it's one day experience. But the process of the salvation of your soul, because we're talking about the totality of man's redemption the salvation of your soul which is where your faculty dwells which is where amen which is where houses amen your belief system your 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 desire your feelings your passion you know you know the, the, the things that that defines the decisions we make on a day to day basis you know who who to marry all right you know if you're going to get a job all right if you want that thing if you don't want it those things are all locked up within the structures of the soul now, if our soul is not saved, and the scripture has made, made it clear, like we, we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, amen, speaks about the salvation of our soul. Our soul can be saved. God wants us to be, you know, to be saved. Let me read 1 Thessalonians 5:20, you know, 20, 23. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your entire listen to this may your entire spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ so you can see all right that we are made of amen a spiritual life a soul life and a body all right without body you can't touch things without body you can't see things without body you can't smell without body amen you can't feel things you can eat all right so that's the aspect of your body. But if you eat, amen, the ability to taste, to taste what you eat, that is in the realm of your soul. <laughs> amen. <laughs> if, if, if somebody says, I love you, all right, that feeling of, of, of feeling love, of appreciation, that is from the realm of your soul. If somebody says, I hate you, I don't like you. Amen. That is in the realm. That is in the realm of your soul. Those things are all locked within the faculties of your soul. All right. But but your spirit connects with God. Connects with the things of God. And your spirit can also relate with people that are spiritual. All right. So it's important we understand this environment. Now, for too long, we've talked about our spirit. It seems like we understand, amen, the faculties of the spirit. And we understand the body. All right. But it seems also, amen, we, we seem to be lacking You know, the the real understanding of who we are within the environment of our soul. And guess what? 99 decisions we make on a day-to-day basis, amen, are from that realm that we we least understand. Can you see our dilemma? 99% of the decisions we make every day are done from the realm of our soul. Yet, that is the least place, amen, we have insight. Can you see that's a big problem? No wonder, amen, we make bad decisions. No wonder the enemy takes advantage of us. No wonder the enemy lied to us. No wonder we are always depressed. No wonder we are always angry. No wonder we always fight. No wonder we are always feeling, you know, rejected and, and, and feeling insecure, you know, because of the kind of decisions we make. Why do we make those decisions? Because we are not informed of that environment if you ever go to a place the first thing you want to do amen is to is to have an understanding of that environment is you want to know what that thing is that's why we go to school to learn to study to know about things yes now the problem is today we we are not we are not having teachers that can truly tell us i mean the the best people get today all right when they want to understand the areas of their faculty you know their soul faculty they go to psychologists Psychologists are good. At least they've been able to, you know, through observation, know certain things about, you know, who we are on the inside. But guess what? <laughs> there are a lot of things they don't know. If they do know a lot of things about the, the environment of the soul, our prisons, amen, will not be so filled. <laughs> to, today, I, I, I was, I was I, you know, I was reading some time ago. They say South African prison is so filled that they are thinking of, you know, how to, you know, release some prisoners. It's so filled. It's so filled. What? Because people are, people are committing crime. You know, the, w- w- what leads us to committing crime are all from the concept of how we think, how we feel, how we observe things, how we relate to things. All right? The decisions we make, yes, those are the things that leads us to crime. Now, if we can understand this concept from a biblical perspective and we can understand who we are, because the truth is we don't really know who we are. We understand the things we do. Right? If I like it, if I feel it if, it, if it sounds good, why not? Why can't I have it? Why can't I do it? Only for you to realize, wait a minute, that's a bad decision. The scripture says there is a road that seems right. There's a path. There's a way that it seems right. When you look at it from a face value, it looks right. But the Bible says the end. Now, for you to be able to see the end, you need something beyond just your feeling. You need an insight into the prophetic, into the spiritual reality to know what is behind. The enemy will will set a trap for you. All right. And you just go in and just walk in only for you to fall in there. But you see, if you're spiritual. All right. the The spirit of the Lord will tell you no. Don't do that. Don't go that path. Don't follow that path. Don't 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 do that thing. Don't invest in that thing. Don't, don't don't go into that relationship. You see, now everything on the natural looks okay. In fact, it feels good. But you're having this red, you know, light on the inside saying, "No, no, don't do it." You see, it takes a spiritual person and it takes someone who has been spiritually mature, who has been spiritually informed, amen, to know the kind of paths to take in life. And that's why I'm saying it's important, all right, that we we become spiritual. So when we become spiritual, that our spirituality begins to inform our decisions our decisions are not made by feelings we don't make decisions by how we feel we don't make decision by you know how we wake how we woke up some people say well i just woke up on the wrong side of the bed there's nothing like that amen you can choose to always wake up right when you wake up in the morning before your feet hit the ground you lift your hand to the father and say father I thank you for a brand new day this is the day that you've you've made for me to rejoice amen and to be glad i want to thank you and celebrate your love and goodness for my life for my family guess what that day regardless of what the enemy throws at you that day is gonna work out for your good why because you began your day with god i mean that's wisdom but how many people wake up in the morning and really sought the face of god first how many people wake up in the morning and think of god first because thinking of god first amen is basically saying you want your day to be productive you see the point that i'm making that's why the bible says the things of god sounds foolish to the foolish the things of god will sound foolish amen to somebody who has no spiritual understanding you understand somebody goes, wow come on i'm already getting late for work let me just go you, you well just go only for you to meet an accident on the road only for you to find yourself you know being delayed only for you to realize oh i forgot something so when we live our life based on the directives of the spirit amen it yields to productivity a person who is spiritual, amen, is a person that should be experiencing productivity. But that's not the point that I'm making this morning. The point that we're looking into this morning is that God has given us a spirit, amen, and we have a soul, amen, and we live in a body. And God wants these three factors of our life to be kept blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right? And for us to be able to do that, amen. I'm dealing with the concepts that I've been looking at for the past three months. Amen. You, you, you can see for the past three months thereabout, I've been dealing on what I call the soul food prayer. The soul food prayer. There are things we need to know and we need to, you know, we need to feed our soul on. Amen. There are things we need to have insight regarding, amen, the, the environment, the structures, amen, of our soul life. Your soul is real. Amen. If you ever smile at people, if you ever, you know, you know, you know, wish people well, if you ever think well of people, if you ever have this motivation to live life well, listen to this. They are all an expression of your soul life. So if 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 you are not, you know, if you are not feeding your soul with the right word, you're gonna wake up next day and say, Well, I never see anything good about me just smiling at people after they don't smile back at me. You know, I don't see this thing about, you know, doing, you know, trying to help everybody, but nobody's trying to help me. You see, your mind now begins to suggest something else to you. But you see, if you're, if you're living your life via the Spirit, whatever you do in your soul is guided by the Spirit. Now, the, the, the challenge is your soul wants to be in charge because your soul has always been in charge your soul has always been in charge amen many of us grew up in family where the soul has always been in charge many many of us amen was born into a marriage where the soul was in charge many of us grew in an environment where the soul was in charge everybody lived by their soul all right hardly you find people live by the spirit so you see the soul gave back to the soul and i talk about the soul i'm talking about amen those value standard all right that okay if you do well to me i do well to you if you do good to me i do good to you if you do evil to me i do evil back to you that's how many people grow up. That's the environment, all right, that many people find themselves. But guess what? The Lord said that's not the way to live life. Amen. That's not the way to live life. You've got to live life, amen, from an ascended spiritual level, so that you can then minister to those areas of your soul. And this is why we're doing this teaching, so that the mistakes that have been made in the past can be corrected. Amen. You don't have to live your life, amen, in that part or right, of the wrong footing, of the wrong foundation. Well, no, no, we don't have to continue to live our life, amen, in that spirit of anger and fear and doubt and unbelief, amen, and discouragement, amen, in that vicious circle like i was sharing yesterday because of certain things that have that has been done of how people you know grew up or where they were born all right we live our life in this vicious circle and you can see it that your life is a vicious circle it is like you go through you know uh, 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 you know a year circle only for you to find yourself back at the same point at the same spot you go through a, you know a, a three-year circle only to find yourself at the same spot now that you can break you know, in most cases, you may not need somebody to do deliverance from you. Now, I know that deliverance is real, and in fact, I, I mean, I myself had gone for prayer of deliverance. Amen. Yes, and and I've done a lot of deliverance for people, but I can show you one thing even if somebody pray for you and and get certain things deliver out of your life certain spirit, you still need to maintain that deliverance by staying in the word of god by knowing what god amen has ordained you've got to know the standard of god for your life you've got to know how god amen design and define your life And this is what I'm doing, that these are things that the Father expects of you. These are the ways to pray. These are the things to look at. These are the things, amen, to engage. Or else you'll just be going through a motion of Christianity, a motion of spirituality that is getting you nowhere. That's what a lot of people are doing in church. You go to church, you just go through the motion. You just go through the ceremony. You go through the tradition. No, spirituality is designed to advance you to a place of maturity in Christ. Spirituality is designed to mature you to a place of maturity in Christ. We are all going somewhere. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, amen, chapter 4, that we are coming to a place called the full reality, the full stature of Christ. Our work, amen, in the things of the spirit, amen, has got an objective. We're heading somewhere. And my duty is to continue to resource you, is to continue to inform you, is to continue to give you, is to continue to awaken the objectives of God for your life, is to continue to build you, is to continue to empower you. That's the work, amen, that I'm doing. That's the work every believer, every Christian, every spiritual leader, amen, is given so that people can come to maturity. But unfortunately, that's not what we're doing. We just we're just playing and, and going through the motions and you know and merry-go rounding. No, we, we it, 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 that has to stop. It has to stop because God wants you, spiritual spirit, and body, to be kept blameless. If you're gonna be kept blameless, you you've got to know the modest operandis. You've got to know how to be kept blameless. You've got to know the things amen, that are expected of you. You've got to know the things that you must not do. You've got to know the things. We looked at the scripture some time ago when we're dealing with pattern for pattern for living. Alright, when the angel of the Lord came and said to, you know, Samson's mother, that, right you're going to have a child, these are the things that you must not do regarding this child, alright, you must not drink wine, anything fermented must not touch his his mouth, amen, and they said, razor must not touch his head, that was a divine instruction. You know, it's like, that was not enough. You know, the mother went, you know, you know, uh, you know something mother went and told the husband, said, well, this is what an angel of the Lord said. Well, uh, the husband said, well, the, that angel has to come back and tell me the same. The angel came back and told the husband the same. Your wife must not drink anything that is fermented and razor must not touch the hair of the of the son. Because the father, you know, the husband asked, so what would be the pattern of this child's life? And the angel repeated the same thing don't you understand that amen as Christians amen born into the kingdom of God born into the environment of God the Bible says if any man be in Christ is a new creation for you to be able to maintain that part of being a new creation you've got to know the dos and don'ts you've got to know amen the pros and cons you've got to know the things that are expected of you and the things you must not do it's important we do that so that we don't say well I'm a Christian I'm a born again Christian well I'm okay but you're doing everything that everybody is doing your life is Still being ruled by the value system, amen. That you've been saved from, and this is the point that I was making about you know Kyle West yesterday. That all right, it's not enough to just say you're saved. You've got to now plunge yourself. You've got to yield yourself to the process that will allow you for spiritual development. You can't say you've given your life to Jesus, but you are still doing the same things that you used to do, like the area of music. Now you 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 have to live that for a while. Your life must go through a time of scrutiny because there are dimensions amen, locked in your soul. Why did the scripture says cast down amen, imaginations? Where does this imagination come from? there are imagination, there are thought patterns that have been formed, there are belief systems, like I said, well, even when you give your life to Jesus there are still ideas, belief systems, values, amen, that were formed in your mind, amen, when you were in the world, amen, that, that are still there in your mind, guess what when you give your life to Jesus, suddenly you don't have you know, a, a, you know, a, a new mind, no, you've got a new spirit, but your mind, amen can still remember, remember you in your mind you've got memory your mind is like a computer with a memory chip, alright? Everything you've ever done is stored up in that in that memory, amen? When you give your life to Jesus, guess what? It doesn't just wipe your mind clean to the point that you don't remember anything, alright? That would be magical, and God doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of people think God works. No, no, no. You have to daily yield yourself to have what a renewed mind is. God is not going to do that for you. That is a job. Amen. Your spirit now is made alive. That's the beauty of salvation. Amen. Your spirit that was once dead, meaning that you could not relate to the things of God. You could not relate to spiritual things. All right. Meaning that you just do whatever you want to do. But now you've been awakened. You, you Now you have been, you, and that's what salvation means, to be awakened spiritually. All right. To, to have access, all right, to, to the things of God, to the knowledge of God, to the ways of God. You've been awakened into that reality now you know now your conscience is awakened now you know that no that's wrong i shouldn't be doing that yes you know you shouldn't be doing that but it doesn't mean that you've got the power not to do it there's a knowledge that i shouldn't do it but the power not to do it is still very tiny still very small that's where spiritual development comes when you when you start growing in the things of god you start growing in the word of god you start feeding your spirit you start allowing the light of god amen to flood your spirit your spirit might start growing like a newborn baby desiring the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby you start growing as you start growing unfortunately let me say this unfortunately many people who gave their life to jesus christ were never taught how to grow in the things of god so for 20 years they are saved but they just, they're, just, they're just going around with Christian semantics. But they never really grow. They never really get to develop. Because you still find themselves 20 years after struggling with the things that they used to struggle with when they were in the world. So you ask yourself, what happened? What, what, what happened to your spiritual development? Well, I was going to church. Well, I was in the choir. Well, I was even a preacher. But you never grew. When you grow, you change. <laughs> when you grow, you change. Have you noticed that when when you start growing, a lot of things start changing in your life? I mean, we can all see that in in in, in our physical life when we start growing. All right, you start realizing certain you know certain changes in your body. You know, so, you know in 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 the case of in a, a, you know a teenager, the voice even start changing. All right, every aspect of your life start changing as it is in the natural. So it is in the spirit realm. You, you know your, your 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 syllables start changing all right you know a child starts with dada, mama you start growing suddenly all right you, you you know the syllables start forming all right the words start forming you now you can call daddy now you can call mommy now you can say yes I want food no 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 you you want food you understand now you know how to co- communicate you know how to interact with the things of the spirit Unfortunately, many people, that's why we have so many problems today in the church, because people never grew. They went to church, they did all the things they asked them to, but they never grew. Because, you see, when you grow, you change. When you grow, you change. When you grow, you develop. Your development will be clear, will be seen. So let's not fool ourselves. So many of the things that I'm talking about, amen, is to really give us a solid spiritual foundation. In case our foundation is 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 you know is is, is not you know in alignment, is not reflecting the, the divine order, the divine standard of God. All this is to help you to recorrect, to reset your foundation, to reset your spirituality. Yes. All right I've got if got we we did you know some teachings on foundation you need to go list, listen to some of those teachings that we did on foundation just go to the my website or you know you go to your Spotify just look for you know Potter's Gate look for foundation Potter's Gate foundation all right listen to those materials they will help you in your walk with God unfortunately many people today I, when I look at Christianity today even among men of God I'm sorry to say you 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 can see that there is there is shallowness there is shallowness. People are so shallow in the things of the spirit. Why? Because there is no there is no capacity. There's no growth. There's no development. All right. These are you know many of the things that I'm sharing. These are supposed to be baby baby you know baby food. These are supposed to be you know you know primary you know uh, uh, primary kindergarten teachings. But I have to do it. We cannot build we cannot build you know you know uh, advanced things. We cannot build advanced prophetic things or right, on weak foundation. Ah, I'm not going to do that. So some people may not really appreciate what I'm talking about, but I tell you, this is needed, particularly in South Africa and in, in the southern region of Africa. So we, we need to deal with this thing. We need to have clear, solid, spiritual, you know, well-enforced foundation so that when we grow, we can grow perfectly. All right? Not after you've gone 10 years, only for you to realize, wait a minute, something is wrong in that foundation. Then you have to come back and correct it. You see, because nobody ascends to the things of God without spiritual solidity, without the right foundation. No one ascends to the things of God, hallelujah, without the mind of Christ. Nobody, nobody, they will not allow you access into the things of the spirit if your foundation, hallelujah, if your spirituality, if your understanding, Amen, if your perspective about the things of God is not aligned with God's divine standard and order. It's not going to happen. We can talk about it, we can talk about the prophetic, we can talk about the apostolic, we can talk about reformation, we can talk about all these things that a lot of people are are screaming about. But if we don't have a solid biblical foundation built on the rock, I'm telling you, the flood is going to flood us away. The hurricane will flood us away. You understand? The tsunami will wash us away. Because these things are coming, but we need to have a clear spiritual understanding so that we can have immense solidity. I hope I'm making sense. I believe I'm making sense. All right? Because these are things that I really want us to, you know, to, to know. You know, sometimes you have to go back to these things and just listen to them again. And just listen to, you say I'm the best listener of my own messages. Every message I, I preach, I listen to them. I go back and listen to them because they minister life to me also. They refresh my spirit. You see, because I'm just a vessel. God is just using me as a vessel. So I also need to benefit from these things that I'm saying. You can ask my family. They know I'm the best listener of my message. (laughs) When I'm done, I put it in. I I, I tune in my iTunes. I listen to it. Sometimes I listen on on Spotify because I want to also grow their back. You see, Paul said he's afraid that haven't bring people into the things of the spirit that he himself be a castaway. We I don't want to be a conductor. Alright? Neither do I want to be a driver. Amen. No, I don't want to take the place of the Holy Spirit, but I also don't want to be a conductor. I want to be part of those in the bus. Amen. So when we get to the place called arrival, I want to also be able to come out and say, Thank you, Lord. I also made it. Hallelujah. Okay, we're dealing with we're dealing with conscience. I think I've said so much this morning, by the leading of the Spirit, of course. Now I'm just quickly, quickly gonna hit on this issue of conscience again. Then, uh, um, like I said, I mean, even this concept that we're dealing with on conscience—these are supposed to be babyish, you know, you know, kindergarten, you know, first day Christian principles—but we need them now. Cause when i look around like i said when i look around like well, oh god what's going on in the church people are confused the reason why they're confused is because they don't have foundation it's because they're not solid they don't have doctrinal doctrinal foundation they don't people don't know what they believe you ask an average christian out there what do you believe if you ask an average Christian out there, define the meaning and the purpose of the church. What, what is the function of the church? If you ask an average Christian there, what is, amen, the ministry of Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? I'm telling you, you're going to hear all kinds of definitions. If you ask an average Christian, say, differentiate Christ all right, from Jesus, they'll be looking at you. and that's why we get deceived my people perish for lack of knowledge not just any kind of knowledge the knowledge of god we read the scripture yesterday amos 8:11 all right god says in this in these days in the days of the end the last days he said there's going to be a famine of the word a famine of a famine of hearing of hearing the word of god and i tell you when that day when that day were people's preference as something else. Pre- people's desire as something else. But yeah, we're saying, Lord, 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 Lord. Lord. Jesus says, they will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. He said, not everybody that said, Lord, Lord, indeed, will make it into the kingdom. So let's not be carried away and be deceived. The fact that somebody is saying Jesus Christ and they're calling Lord and they're doing things that sound, you know, christian or sound spiritual. But their value system is somewhere else. All right? We've got to to come to a day where our heart is saying yes to the Lord. Yes, yes. Our heart, not my mouth. My heart is saying yes to God's ways. You see, my mouth basically is just verbalizing what, what, what should be in my heart. So what comes out of my mouth, amen, is a product of something embedded in my heart. But if there is a lie, if there is deceit, and my mouth says what my heart does not proclaim or agree with, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Because then the Lord looks at that as hypocrisy. Now, I quickly want to read one or two scriptures Romans chapter 2. I would advise you if you can read Romans chapter 1, read the entire Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. It kind of gives you, you know, uh, an holistic, you know, understanding into this concept of the conscience. And the reason why, like I said, I'm dealing with this is because, first of all, we live in a day, in a time where the whole whole teaching around, you know, human freedom, self-freedom has been overblown. All right? it's been overstretched to the point where people who don't understand how to live life, who don't understand anything about, you know, the consequence of decisions are allowed to, I mean, how do you begin to teach a four-year-old, you know, about, you know, sexuality? Some A four-year-old is still growing up, but these are the things that they are bringing into our schools. It's already starting in America, now they're bringing that to South Africa. So, before children begins to before they start growing to, to, to understand who li- what life is, which is supposed to be done by parents, those in the in the in the system of so-called education, the enemy is using them to hijack the innocency of our children. So before you know it, a child who, who whose innocence still needs to be protected. Whose conscience still needs to be very alive, alright, has been compromised. So a, a, a seven-year-old can make a decision, alright, to decide to be anything in the name of the, the policy of transgender. What does a seven-year-old know about his or his sexuality? You see, we're losing the battle here. Parents are losing the battles, and this is not just about teaching some good sex education. No, it's a plan of the enemy to destroy, to to to, to frustrate, you know, to, to 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 bring humanity to you know to to dysfunctionality, and we're not going to allow that in South Africa in the name of Jesus. We're not going to allow that in Africa. In fact, we're not going to allow it in the world. We say no to that spirit of destruction. You see, because if if you grow up with 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 an innocency, you see what 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 establishes your innocency. What defines your innocency is your conscience. That's wrong. Don't do it. You see, many, many, many people, their conscience has been seared. Dead. You know, sometimes I imagine, how do you take a knife and stab somebody else to death? Just think about that. Just think about that. How do you break a bottle and stab somebody else to death? I mean, you see this kind of... Ain't us crimes that people are committing, and you ask yourself, what 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 in the world gets into the mind of people to the point that you you know you 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 poison your own your own child, you kill your own children, you anger your own children. Where is the conscience? We, we live in a world today where husbands are poisoning their wives; their wives are poisoning their husbands. You know, men are poisoning their children; they are beating their wife to coma. We live in a world where wives are stabbing their husband to death. What what leads society to this point? You see, when we teach things like this, imagine th- teaching truth like this and beaming it, you know. You, you, you'll hear things like this on the key media houses. You don't hear things like this there. This is what is informing society to become even more evil because there is a message out there. There is, is an ideology. There's a spirit out there, all right, that doesn't want people to hear the truth because when you hear truth, what, what truth does is it awakens our conscience. It brings us to a point where, you know, we, we, we become aware. I told you about the young guy yesterday who said to me, he doesn't believe in God. By the time I was done speaking with him, not just i wasn't too deep i was just sharing some very you know peripheral principles by the time electric i could see his change his face his countenance changed and these are teenagers these are at, at, at that point where they need to make decision about their life i must say the south african government are doing they are they're doing you know almost nothing when it comes to really sensitizing the society about you know the, the future sensitizing the people i mean you're allowing all these foreign you know you know ideologies that, that is going to destroy already you're dealing with society that is already volatile now you're still bringing all this ungodly policy friends we need to pray for this nation We cannot afford this nation to nosedive. We need to stand in the gap. We need need a government with a policy of righteousness. It doesn't mean that every South African must be Christians. No, but we need to have policy that speaks into the moral life. Listen to this. Nobody gets to prosper particularly in this last day without a sense of morality. The blessing that the Americans and the Europeans today are enjoying is, is based on the seed that the righteous past generation established. Americans' wealth is not built on the policy of ungodly, perverted, you know, destructive tendency they have today. American policy was built, amen, on those forefathers who who, who sweated, who worked hard, all right, who prayed, who, 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 who told their child, all right. When you see an elderly person, you say, yes, sir, and, you know, yes, ma'am. That is what that, you know, you know, economy was built on. Who, who taught their children integrity? Who taught them to go to school and learn? And when they fail, they get corrected. When they do wrong, they give them hiding. Yes, America, go study about that country. This policy, ungodly policy that is being pushed by the globalists today, all right? Let's say it's going to, I mean, you can see what's going on today. America is a divided nation. That's the, I mean, that that, that that's a, that's a known thing. Because there is a policy that says, this is the way we want to go. The others say, no, we're not going that way. Now, it's the same policy that we're bringing to South Africa a, a policy that is destroying the lives of the people. People go to work only for them to commit suicide, only for them to be stabbed, to be killed. I mean, this is is that the kind of policy we also want to bring? A policy of witchcraft and and ungodliness and 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 Halloween and all these perverted things. Is that is that what we want to teach our children? What kind of a future are we building? You see. That's why we need to pray. God should give us a platform where we can speak to those who really matter. Where our voice will will not be in some cave. No. Thank God for this cave period. But we want to be on the rooftop. We want to be able to speak in a place where those who matter can hear what we're saying. When we're not afraid to speak the truth. All right, Iniquity cannot be what is defining progress. Iniquity and progress don't match. Righteousness exalts a nation, the Bible says. Sin is a reproach. Are we not seeing the reproach of sin in South Africa? It's impacting our economy. It's impacting our social life. It's impacting the government. Sin is a reproach. Where sin thrives, productivity becomes zero. So, I wish I could speak to the people that that matters. Because we're not a prophet that is afraid to speak, I'm where God has placed me, and I'm going to continue to do what God. But the day God says it's time to move from this point to the next point, we will embrace it with all with, with all grace and speak the word of God without fear or favor. If there's any is if there's ever a time this nation needs a wake up call is now, and this nation needs a a rude awakening. We need we need true prophets that can speak the truth. We speak to the conscience, amen. just like we have individual conscience. Guess what? The, the nation also has got a conscience because the nation has got a soul. We need to speak truth to the conscience of this nation. It may be a hard truth. We may not want to hear it, but we have to declare it. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. So I'm going to read. Uh, um, I want to read. Okay, I said I was going to read Ro- Romans chapter one. It was a Romans chapter 2. Just to lay a foundation regarding this concept of the conscience, but I w- in fact would have loved us to read Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. But let's just l- look at Romans chapter 2 verse uh, 12. All who sinned apart from the law will also perish apart from the law. In other words, where there is no law. Alright? Don't think you're going to get away because, oh, well, the law never told me what is right from what is wrong. God said, if you sin apart from the law, you are going to, you're going to perish apart from the law. In other words, God is still going to judge you. So how is God, God How is God going to judge you if there are no laws? Ah, because his laws are written in our hearts. Yes. The, the, every human being, amen, has got a conscience That's where God writes his law. All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law. And all who sin under the law will also be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles, Gentiles are supposed to be unbelievers. They don't believe in God. They don't know the things of God. They don't hear the, you know, the, the, the things of god indeed when gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law how because god writes his law the moral law is in the heart of every human born. it's called conscience we read the scripture yesterday genesis chapter genesis chapter 20 about abimelech abimelech amen was going to take another man's wife because the man lied to him abraham lied to him she is my sister all right if she's your sister obviously obviously i can i can i can have her as my wife so he took the woman the lord appeared to him in the dream and said abimelech oh you're going to get in trouble with me abimelech said god what have i done are you going to judge a righteous are you going to judge a nation for you know, for 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 the integrity of my heart, I did what I did in the integrity of my heart. God says, I know that you did what you did, amen, with a good conscience, because somebody lied to you. But guess what? It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop the fact that what you are about to do is wrong. Oh, I love this. So even if you, even if your conscience, amen, because your conscience doesn't know everything. Remember, your conscience is not the Holy Spirit. Your conscience is not the Holy Spirit, but your conscience basically allows you to do what is morally right. So somebody said to you, well, she's my sister. So you decide to marry her. Basically, what God is saying is, I expect you to know better. All right, If you're working in discernment, you should have known that Abram was lying to you. Did you get the point? So God said, no, you better return this woman back or else you're going to be in trouble. Because that is not just a single woman. She's married but we know that Abraham did that basically to protect himself. So, we're looking at something here. For indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. Verse 15. I'm reading Romans chapter 2, verse 15. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. That's a point I want to make. They show people who do not have the law, amen, but by nature are doing things that are written in the law. What what am I saying? Every human being, amen, is designed with a moral code. Every human being, amen, is designed. We are all designed with a moral code. Listen to this. When I was an unbeliever, before I gave my life to Jesus, I just knew certain things were wrong. I remember the very first time, I, I, I think I've shared on this. I remember, you know, I see people, I mean, as a, as a teenager growing up, I see a lot of people, you know, drinking and smoking. So I said to myself, well, I also can also try this thing. Everybody's doing it. So let me give it a try. Even though somehow I I've, I know that the maha that, you know, drinking and smoking is just not right. But I mean, there was nothing that says it's not right. I just have this knowledge in me. But guess what? I still went, away. I still went ahead to do it because that's what everybody does. So i i had a shot you know i I like just spit the thing out i said what is this i thought this thing has some nice taste i'm talking about beer now <sighs> why do people enjoy this thing this thing doesn't taste. it tastes like it, it takes like a wee it takes like something i don't want and that was the end but then, you know, we've got this one in Nigeria called palm wine, you know. And the palm wine is a bit sweet, you know. The palm wine comes from uh, 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 the palm tree. I'm, I'm not sure South Africans know palm wine. But that's something maybe you want to have a taste of. But you don't want to get too drunk with that. <laughs> so, But the palm wine is, 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 is a bit sweet, you know. And that took me a while for me to understand that no, you can't you can't can come I be drinking this thing because uh, uh, this thing has got alcohol. It's fermented. <laughs> so after a while, I was able to convince myself. All right, no, you got to stop. And then and then I stopped. You understand? Then with the cigarettes, I remember, you know, a friend of mine. I mean, you know, teenagers. You 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 know you you explore things. That, that's what teenagers do. They explore you know so I, so they gave me a, I said okay can I have a can I have a, a stick of cigarette I just want to see what everybody is so hype off about you know everybody talk about you know I'm smoking Rotmans you know this one is smoking God knows what so I said okay let me. of course they didn't tell me you know how to smoke I just put the thing in my mouth and I pulled the thing and the thing went straight into the I mean the smoke went straight into my brain because I didn't know that there's a technique I, I tell you that thing went into my into my brain the first thing I noticed that everywhere went went dark and all I was seeing was just a tinkle tinkle you know stars here and there I said to myself never in my life would I touch this thing again and I'm talking about almost 35 years ago that was it or even more than that if I'm not mistaken and that was just it for me. And nobody since then, I mean, growing up, I mean, I went through all so much challenges. Nobody could convince me that, all right, smoking was good. No, because of that, and I believe maybe God allowed that experience just to kill that thing in me. So there's no way that you could convince me that, you know, drinking or smoking is good. I mean, I'm talking about before I gave my life to Jesus Christ. So to me, those things were just a no-go area. And I could understand that was me. And I'm not going to use my own experience as a benchmark for other people. But the point that I'm making is everyone, every human being, all right? God has placed in us that moral code of what is wrong, amen, from what is right. Even the worst sinners know you know it that, hey that thing is wrong it is wrong to go out with your with your friend's boyfriend or with your girl's girlfriend you just know it even though everybody does it but something on the inside of you says no you don't want to do that i mean in south africa where they've legalized you know uh, uh you know you know marijuana and all that you know People who still smoke it, they know deep in their heart, deep, deep in their heart that this thing is not right. You can justify it. You see, the fact that we justify things doesn't make that thing right. The fact that the law, amen, says it's okay to do it, still doesn't make it right. You know, when, when, when you, when you violate, all right, the moral code of God, Written upon your heart. Remember, there's a code, there's a moral law that God writes. Listen, most times we say, Oh, the best, our nation's got, I mean, South Africa is very proud of saying that. South Africa's got the best constitution. But I can assure you that half of what we define to be a best constitution is a constitution that compromises the development of the people, amen, the spirituality of the people, and in fact, the humanity of the people. The fact that you give people freedom that people cannot control the fact that we give people freedom that people do not know how to manage itself speaks amen to the weakness of that constitution a constitution that allow people to do whatever they want to do it's not the best constitution because we've got to understand even you know uh, 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 mandela said it amen with freedom comes responsibility how many people today are empowered amen to actually manage The freedom they've been given. What is destroying this nation today? What is nosediving this nation today? Is the so-called freedom we claim we have through the Constitution now I'm not saying the constitution must be hard and tough on people but I'm saying that amen if you're giving people freedom you've got to help people to manage amen, that freedom because listen the best thing the, I mean excuse me the worst thing you want to do is, is to give your you know your 14 year old child amen a nice car because you love your child so much or, or you say well because I love you so much my you know my son I'm gonna give you this gun you say I just bought this gun for you right, to protect yourself because I love you so much you know Amen. That your that that is itself, amen, is a potential destruction. And unfortunately, that's what we're doing. What we what we define to be to be you know to be law, amen. To be constitutionally you know free you know freedom, amen. At the very weapon, amen. It's like the devil has weaponized, amen, our constitution, amen. And have used that constitution, amen, to to to, to, to you know to, to 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 release mayhem on the land. Just look at the number of people that you know statistics says die daily on the streets of South Africa. I mean, we've got we've got a community there in Cape Town, all right? is that place is a war zone? I mean, armies. I mean, talking about military armies were sent there, yet they find it difficult, you know, to bring to bring order to bring order to the place. Why we've got a constitution? You see, we cannot go from one extreme. Yes, we understand there was apartheid. But you see, you, you cannot go from an extreme of apartheid to go to an extreme of a freedom that people cannot handle. This is our problem. These are part of the truth that we don't want to talk about in this country. If there is something we need to talk about, amen, is to revisit. Why do you think people today are, you know, are conversing for you know uh, uh, the death penalty to come back? Hanging, hanging by death even people from the anc government they say no we want we want the death penalty because you see how people are being killed you see how children are being killed i mean you're seeing you're seeing elderly people raping toddler toddler they rape them as if you ask yourself what what is wrong with people no we we empower them we gave them constitution we gave them freedom that's what happened you see how men are killing women in this country what happened no we gave them freedom You see, when governments are blind and they have no understanding about something called moral law, you see, a nation without a moral law is a nation in the decline. A nation that fights against moral law is a nation in decline. You see, I mean, I'm I'm not, you know I love this nation. I was sent to this nation. Amen. My desire, I can lay down my life for this nation. But that will not stop me from saying the truth. Because if I don't say the truth, then we're not ready to heal the land. This nation needs to be healed. And for us to get healed, we need to return back to moral law. You can't take God. You took God. They took God out of the, out of the schools. Now they're bringing perverted sexual you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, policies that will teach our four-year-old you know, on, on sexuality. What does a four-year-old know about sexuality? Oh, no, because of all the crimes, all the sexual things that is happening in the community. But we know we know the policy they are bringing because personally, I watched that thing. Just before my, you know, my Mac gospel, somebody, you know, shared that file with me. I watched I watch what, you know, d- this destructive so-called new age, you know, a, a policy, you know, wants to do in this nation. Is They're already doing it in, in America. America. That thing is, is going to wreck and destroy the society. Now, they're bringing that here in South Africa. Very soon, they will bring it to other parts of Africa. Why? Because we're we forever going to them to get, to bail us out. Yes. So you, okay, you, you, you want you want us to give you aid, right? We, we're going to give you aid. We're going to give you money. We're going to sponsor. We're going to build school for you. But you must also teach this thing. Let them go with us ungodly money. It's time to wake up. That's why I love what Paul Kigami is doing in Rwanda. You go look at Rwanda. Rwanda today is becoming the jewel of Africa. Why? Well, because the man will not do democracy the way they define it in the West. He believes in democracy by saying if we continue, if we want to live our life or follow the pattern of what they define to democracy. I tell you, in the next 200 years, Africa will never rise up. We will never do anything. In the next 200 years we will remain where we are we'll be fighting ourselves and yet they will be the one defining because they want to come to africa and have nice time in summer but while while they're having their nice time they can still sleep around with our children they can still kill the children they can still do their ungodly thing Father, we raise a standard in the name of Jesus. We proclaim and we declare that this ungodly order will not continue in Africa. Africa is the next reality, is the next part, is the next place. Your spotlight is upon this continent. And we proclaim, Lord, in the name of Yeshua, O Father, that we will rise up, that you will give us leaders, oh God, who we'll understand your heart and understand the moment and hear the cry, oh God, of your people We will rise up. In the name of Jesus will rise up, friends. We've got to understand these things. We are. Not, I'm not going to shut my mouth and allow some ungodly people who have destroyed their own, you know, continent and bring it to Africa and destroy the destiny of our children, the destiny of our, you know, of you know, of of, of our nation. No, we not on my watch. As my sister sharing yesterday, that you know, in the University of Venda. They are bringing a course on witchcraft. I mean how do you begin to how do you begin to comprehend that? How do you start teaching witchcraft in a university? So you, so you want people to graduate in witchcraft in, in wizardry. Come on, in the name of Jesus we curse the root of that policy. We curse the roots of that spirit. It shall not see the light of a day. We shake that root. We bring it down. We cut the tree down. South Africa has got a prophetic destiny to be fulfilled. And we know there is war, yes, over the soul of this nation. But we rise up in the name of Jesus. We take our place at the gate. And we proclaim, let God be magnified. Let his word go forth. We uproot every false order, every false spirit, every false leadership. Yes, we cut that rope. We cut that connection between the principality, looking for puppeteers, looking for puppets. Yes, to control in the name of Jesus in our city, in our nation. We uproot, we destroy, we nullify. Father, we declare that your name will be allowed in this nation. Give us godly men, godly women, oh God, who will speak without fear. Would not be ashamed to proclaim and declare that Jesus reigned in our law lo- in our land. Come on, friends. These same people they will not dare go to Saudi Arabia to do all these crazy things because it's clear what the people believe. What do we believe? <laughs> what do we stand for, friends? You see, where there is no vision, the Bible says the people, the people perish, they cast off restraint. Our nation has got no policy. We have no leader. I mean, our leaders, our leadership are weak. That's why the economy is nose diving. Because they cannot stand to make a policy. Where do we stand? Well, what, what 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 is our monetary policy? What is it speaking to? Where is it leading us? Nothing. That's why you see you see the government, the ANC divided. Finance Minister Tito Moweni says something. <laughs> The minister of transport says something else. A divided house cannot stand. It's time we raise our voice and we begin to speak. It's a nation that I've I've given my life to. My entire life is sown as a seed into this nation. Nobody can accuse me of Isaiah taking their money, doing something. No, no, I never. My life is, is a poured out offering to this land. Wanna see God's will, God's plan be established in this land. We approach in the name of Jesus, wherever they are, we approach the roots of wickedness in the high places. We cast them down. We bind the heart and soul of this nation to God's prophetic intention. We lose the activities of darkness. You have no hold over this nation. We lose your hold. We shatter. We break your chains over this nation. Open the eyes of this land. We don't live our life on the on the definitions of the past. We are not under the rule of our party. We are not under the rule of some minority. We are not under. This is the nation under the governance under the leadership of Christ. Ah, Christ has become our canopy. He has become our our lawgiver. Yes. Christ, you are our lawgiver. giver. We rectify the mistakes of the past. We rectify the mistakes of the past, O oh God. We will not make excuse for the mistakes of the now. Because our eyes are upon that which you are about to do. We prepare you a place, O oh God. Let the highways be prepared. Let the byways be prepared. I proclaim and I declare we are the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his path, Christ. Hey, we proclaim the day of your grand entrance into this nation. In the name of Jesus, wherever the enemy is locking, whatever the enemy is connected to, that is frustrating and hindering, oh God, your prophetic intention for this nation that spirit of wickedness that spirit of lust and perversion that spirit of ungodliness that new age spirit that satanic witchcraft spirit in the name of jesus that spirit of death and destruction, that spirit of Jezebel, that spirit of that spirit of wickedness wickedness in the high places, we rise we rise, we rise, we rise this day and we challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we proclaim your authority shall proceed no further your authority shall proceed no further we cleanse the land we proclaim, Lord. We cleanse the land. Father, we cleanse the land. From kwazulu Natal, O God, to Cape Town, we cleanse the land. From Johannesburg, O Father, Yes, ma'am, the though, to Nelspring, we cleanse the land. We speak to the four corners of this land. As we proclaim your name to be hallowed in the name of Jesus in this land, O God. The name of the Lord has become a strong tower. A canopy to us. Everyone under the influence of the name South Africa. We bring them under divine regulation. We bring them under divine administration. We bring them under divine leadership. In the name of Jesus. We frustrate the council of Aitope. In the name of Jesus. We frustrate the council of Aitope. In the name of Jesus. We nullify the spirits. The illegitimate leadership of Ab. We come against corruption, perversion, wickedness. You have no place over this land. The spirit of slaughtering, ancestral spirit. We come against you. We approach you. That spirit that is ever spilling blood, killing and sacrificing. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare. You shall proceed no further. You shall proceed no further. We rise against you. Let the Lord let the lord let the name of the lord let the name of the lord rise as our as our warhead Jesus you are our law giver you are our law giver the enemy will not destroy your prophetic intention. We will not allow ignorance. Blindness. Weakness of heart. To frustrate, to nullify. Now, you said. South Africa needs engineers. That's the voice that I heard. South Africa needs engineers. Come over to South Africa. Lord, I have responded. This is my 17th year. If not 18 in this nation. I have responded and I have come as a wise master builder, as a chief craftsman, as one of the four carpenters. Ah, Father, this day, we declare that we repair the broken walls we declare in the name of Jesus with hands that are skilled, oh God, we fix the broken walls, the identity, yes, the identity that are shattered. Father, we fix it, we fix it in every parastatal, in every in every point, oh God, that this nation represents, oh God. We fix it. We fix the broken walls. We fix the broken walls. Once we declare, you shall be repaired. It is the spirit of Zerubbabel. It is the spirit of Ezra. It is the spirit of Nehemiah. We declare that we have come as chief engineers. We want to restructure. We want to rebuild. We want to repair. We want to skillfully, oh God, repair the broken, shattered wall of South Africa. We fix it, oh God. We fix it. Let the priest rise up. Let them take their place. With the spirit of a warrior, we will fight with one hand and we will build with the other. Friends, I just sense the spirit of intercession upon me. Please, just flow along with me. Flow along with me. Jesus let the spirit of Zerubbabel arise you say tell Zerubbabel not by might not by power but by my spirit yes father we connect with your spirit and we declare this day that your zeal, your spirit, your zeal, oh God, will begin to bring to pass your prophetic intention for this brand new day. This is your day, oh God. This is the day of the rebuilding. This is the day of the return. We are returning, oh God, from our place, Karabashando. We are returning, oh God. We are returning. We are returning. We are relocating our place, yes every man wall to wall will build let the priest arise we rise up with incense we rise up with the smoke we rise up with fire we have come oh god yes father to rebuild and we rebuild via the order of intercession and prayer Father we proclaim this day that your name once again shall be heard and shall be hallowed from the bowels of the morning. The womb of the day will produce for you a company of people called the wise master builder. You say wisdom has built a house. This is the day where wisdom begins to empower us. Begins to equip us for the rebuilding, for the restructuring of that which you have ordained and desire to see manifest in this nation. Your entire Ancient for this nation shall not be nullified. We proceed and we go forth and declare. Zerubbabel begin to engage. Let the four craftsmen begin to engage. We steer the spirit of Agar. This is the day. Agar, bring forth in the name of Jesus. Begin to release. Yes, Karabayanda material for the building for the restoration of the name of Yeshua upon this land. We reclaim this land. From the hand of the wicked ones. We reclaim this nation. From the hands of them who sit somewhere. In the United Kingdom. Who sit somewhere. In the name of Jesus in America. Who sit somewhere. In the name of Jesus in Brazil. Wherever they are. Controlling and manipulating. Hand the destiny of this nation. We say you shall proceed no more. Father this is the day of the law; is a day of returning. <laughs> Nezon to la Bahaski, Yamda Vranus, de la Baha. Legayanto Vlenunus to Bradevendo, Cotale Brande Vasayanta la Babahatayada. Niconda Abashamdo. You said affliction will not strike the second time affliction will not strike the second time father every satanic affliction affliction in our policy affliction that comes in forms of blindness and wickedness affliction that is lacking in forms of ungodly leadership you shall strike not the second time and therefore this day we paralyze when we neutralize the activities of wickedness spirit of the lord Take your place. Come, we invite you. We invite you, Father. Come, come, stay the hearts of the priest, stay the hearts of the Levites. And we are returning your ark back. We learn, oh God, from Uzzah. We will not bring this thing, oh God, through a, a cat. No, no, no. We will build it, we will bring it through our shoulder. Yes, Father. We bring back, we return your presence into this nation. Father, we We access Pretoria in the name of Jesus. We access Pretoria this day, oh God. And we begin to declare, let the shaking begin, oh God. You said in that day, you will shake everything that can be shaken. You will shake the foundation of many generations. Foundation speaks of values. Speaks of beliefs, speaks of ideology, speaks of preferences, that we decree and declare go into the foundation of that which defines South Africa and shake it O God that we may have for ourselves a kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus Laba hasita hika tatando, nefino siplane mochanda raboka patayende, inda ribabo, anda manto raba, yes, manda brano. We will, we wage war against the spirits, mando, advancing against your church. You said you will build your church under. Gates of hell shall not prevail. Every gate, Mandarabo, in our finance, Mando, in the financial system of this nation, Mando, false gate, Mando, in the political system of this nation, Mando, Brano, false gate, in the ideologies and the philosophy that defines, Mando, Brano, Ye the trajectory of this nation, Mando, that defines the society of South Africa, in the name of Jesus, wickedness in high places influencing and manipulating our homes, marriages, families our tertiary institutions this day Monday, we rise up we raise a standard against you we nullify your powers and your influence arise O God and let your enemy be scattered let them be scattered from the north to the south from the east to the west no your prophetic project for this nation for the restoration of this nation father we reclaim it and we establish it we embellish it oh god upon the walls that we are building let the world be built high let the world be built strong that every false values that every wicked values shall proceed no more. Will no longer be able to access this land. Friends. I think it was about two months ago. I had a vision. <clears throat> I've shared that vision with us. I was with a friend of mine and we went somewhere i guess for a ministry walk and we were about to enter again into south africa and they block us they block us they stop us from entering and and so somebody said okay there's a there's another path so they took me and my friend or i, I can't remember if this was, if it's my friend that said well there's another part and so we came through the back part basically <laughs> and uh, you know there's a barbed wire so that barbed wire was already cut into a f- almost like a four square cut so he entered as i as i was about to, in fact it is now that it's becoming more clearer you see god gives something god gives you a vision and you give an interpretation and that interpretation is just maybe half but I'm just beginning to see you know another dimension to that you know vision as I was about to enter this bird this ravenous bird just flew to us almost like looking it's not an eagle almost look like a you know I'm not sure if it's an hawk but but it's a black bird you know f- was flying massive flying towards me so I ran back <laughs> I ran I ran out but somehow I found myself inside again and then we met this man I've shared this vision we met this black. All dark, almost dark as you know my my you know my microphone. Not a black, is dark, almost looking like oily you know blackish thing. So this guy came and just looked down on us, and he says, "Give me your phones." You know, now that I'm talking about this, is the Lord just brought it back into my spirit? One of the reason why, Amen, they didn't want you back into the nation is because you're creating havoc spiritually. And not me. It's the prophetic spirit that I, obviously, that I carry. It's not about me. Anything that defies God's prophetic intention over this nation, the devil wants to clear it out. The devil wants to destroy it. He wants to push it out. The enemy doesn't want to give, you know, doesn't want to allow people who have prophetic voice to have access. <laughs> but it's too late. <laughs> because people from any dimension of the nation can have access into this nation. God has given us a mountainous voice. That's why it's giving us, you know, platforms like, you know, uh, like, like you have your internet and, you know, you know, your Facebook and all that. I mean, yesterday the Lord was speaking to us about that, that we have come to the mountain of the Lord. The mountain of God gives us access into nations. And listen to this. While I'm talking about this, while I was trying to come to South Africa, this was years back when I was 2005. And I was coming to South Africa. I had two visions. One of the visions was that I was not allowed into South Africa. In fact, that took us several, you know, you know, weeks to pray in Nigeria. And somebody, it's just occurring to me now, somebody led me through a different path. You know, we went through mountains. Finally got into the airport of South Africa. I'm telling you this, friends. Got into the airport of South Africa. And then we... Uh, uh, and then we just walk through, you know, you know the 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 what, what do you call it now, where you check people in and check people out. We just walk through there, and I, and I was afraid. I'm thinking, All right, these police are going to arrest me and they're going to catch me. And we just walk through, and that's how I access South Africa in that vision. Now let me tell you another vision. Talking about access, you must understand why God has given me, given me the name Potter's Gate. This is a prophetic name. In the first vision i heard about this you know i heard about my coming to south africa i don't know why i'm sharing this but i believe god wants somebody to hear this this can maybe prepare you for your own ministry or for your own you know the next level of god's purpose and plan for your life you know god is speaking to us about access as we deal with this thing because i tell you if, if you're going to access the dimension the next reality of god's purpose for your life it's going to take warfare is going to take warfare. And we need to be prepared to understand this. Because I sense in my spirit that what one of the things the Spirit of God is doing right now. God is preparing people to deploy into nations. And I in fact as I'm speaking right now. I'm seeing somebody that God is preparing you. Particularly a lady. God is preparing you to, you know, to, to, to access, to, you know, to, to do certain things. In, it's not going to be one nation. You're going to be going into nations. And you're going to be going with the word of the Lord. The word is going to be very prophetic. It's going to be very strong. It's going to be very, you know, very potent. The word is going to be very potent. And people are going to say, we've never heard it like this before. But every time you speak, the word is going to break chains. Chains that have locked people, particularly in the marketplace. Marketplace. The word is gonna is gonna deliver people in the marketplace. Your word is gonna go forth, and I, 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 you know, I, I, it's almost like almost like a sea. You're, you're flying around. You're flying around, and that there's a, there's an urgency in your spirit to bring this word to a completion. And God has been preparing you, but I believe God has allowed you to connect with this frequency to hear this word to understand how to strategize and prepare yourself for that which is ahead so the spirit of the law says still wait let me perfect what i what what i've what i've in you but i'm telling you this for you to know that i know about what i've told you and i need you to know because i'm using my servant to confirm it that i'm preparing you but wait because it's not time so i go back to my vision so in my vision I had the voice. I, in this also vision, I was with another friend. You see, I'm always with, you know, somebody. Particularly these people, I don't really have a, a deep connection with them in the natural human, you know, in, in human terms. So I was this, with another friend of mine in this vision that was in Nigeria before I came to South Africa. When I had this vision, and I, I heard the voice of this young, young you know, a male, you know, a, a, almost like a millennial, you know. Saying to me, South Africa needs engineers three times. South Africa needs engineers, and saying it, you know, with such a passion and you know urgency. South Africa needs engineers. South Africa needs come over to South Africa. South Africa needs engineers, and I replied the voice, but I'm not an engineer, and I woke up, and that bothered me. I mean, and at this time, I was already in, you know, in in the apostolic, doing my own thing, and you know, doing church, you know, doing church. But God was already taking us on a transition. But at that point, I had not caught the concept of the apostolic as an engineering ministry. You know, I've always known the apostolic has to do with building and all that and all that. But it was later I met an apostle from South Africa, which, I mean, is a very popular person, uh, 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 Sagi Govendo. Sagi Govendo from Durban. I met him. It was in Nigeria because somebody, a friend, you know, a couple of, a couple of well, my friends said, you know, there's this man coming from, you know, uh, uh, South Africa as an apostle. He's one of the key apostles in South Africa. We'd like you to meet him. I mean, since God has given you this vision. So we, we met and we were chatting. So he asked me, what's your vision? And all that, and I was sharing with him. And I said, by the way, I've got this vision, all right, that, you know, I, I you know, I heard about South Africa and things like that. So he looked at me and said, wow, that's powerful. And I said, but in that vision, I said to the person that I'm not an engineer. He said, but wait a minute, what, are, what have you been doing all this while? Your work is a work of an engineer. You, I mean, the work of an apostle is and a work of an engineer. I said, "Wow, I never looked, I never thought about it that way." He said, "Yeah." So that actually galvanized you know, my passion and my, you know, readiness and preparedness. So then, I obviously, start selling my things, sold my car, sold everything that you can sell, and start getting the church ready. Well, guys, <laughs> this thing is gonna, this thing is gonna become a reality. I'm going to South Africa. But the vision that I want to share with you was, in that vision. I held a hand with this friend of mine. I want you to see the concept of access, access. Because listen friends, the more the Lord begins to speak to us about, you know, bringing the nations, because God is about him, harvesting the nations. God is about deploying His people into the nation, but guess what? It's not going to be easy. The enemy is not going to fold His hand and watch you. Bring prepare, you know, to access nation and 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 think everything is just going to go, you know, uh, hunky dory. No, the enemy is going to give you a fight. But God has got His own plan, and God will always, out, you know, outbeat the enemy. Obviously, so I held my hand with this friend of mine. I will never forget. We took three steps backwards. Listen to this, friends. We took three steps backwards. One, two, three. We entered the wall. We entered the wall, and then we appeared in this massive place that is dark, 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 dark. So I'm still wondering, where are we? Suddenly, you know, it's like somebody just turned on the light. And on the wall, I don't know why I'm sharing this on the wall. Of this, you know, obviously, I could now say that it's a warehouse, but I've never seen such a massive warehouse. I mean, coming from Nigeria, I mean, back then, uh, we've got warehouses, but I know we've got big warehouses, but I've never seen a warehouse, you know, such massive. And I saw bread, bread all over, different shapes, size, you know, of bread, fresh bread. You know, you've got those French bread, you've got those Pakistani, you know, uh, almost like Indian roti, you know, bread, kind of bread. You've got all kinds of shapes of bread, some size big, some small. I mean, I love bread, so I said, I was just saying to myself, "Wow, this bread! I'm going to eat myself out." <laughs> I said, "This is bread. Wow, I love this." And you could smell the freshness of the bread. So as we were looking around. I saw this baker, a white guy. You know, obviously I knew he was a baker because he's got this baker's cap. White, huge. In front of this machine, obviously it's your your mixer now, but it's the industrial one. So I went to him. And I'm wondering, I'm looking at this man. Are you telling me that you alone bake all this bread? Wow, this is serious here. So this guy just looked up to me and just you know stared at me and said, "My master has been waiting for you. Wait for him." And he continued doing what he was doing. That's 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 just that's all he said to me. My master has been waiting for you. Wait for him. And he just continued, you know. So I'm saying to myself, "Lord Jesus, all this bread." And then suddenly, the, you know, the 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 door opened and two ladies walked in with a file. Two ladies walked in with a file. <laughs> and they were like, I don't know if they came to access the bread, you know, I don't know what, but they were just looking around, almost like looking and, you know, you know, making some notes. So we, we went out of the place. Only for me to realize we're in South Africa. I said, wow, guess the first building I saw. I saw this uncompleted building. You know a skyscraper uncompleted tall uncompleted on top of this on, on top of the skyscraper amen i saw the you know the sign of dr pepe you know I, i'm not sure if anybody have i've tasted dr pepe you know cola you know I, I know back then nigeria we used to have back then when i was in just we used to have dr co- Doctor pepe you know cook you know cola it's like a almost like a coca-cola in fact i later discovered that pepsi bought dr pepe so i said dr pepe on this big, massive structure, uncompleted. And then it's like on each, you know, layer of this uncompleted building, there were people, there were, there were activity. You know, the people that were doing almost like, um, you know, presentation of some tractors, I, you know, saw them. One, In fact, one that I saw, this guy, I don't know, was doing a presentation on, on some, you know, uh, 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 agricultural, you know, uh, uh, equipments. This guy is wearing this babanriga from Nigeria, this, you know, this, you know, white babanriga you know, they call it, Nigeria's got this attire, you know. But I look straight into this guy's, you know, uh, white agbada, you know, they call it, was inscribed Coca-Cola. So I said to myself, Dr. Pepper up there, Coca-Cola. And this guy is advertising, talking about tractors, you know, so I looked at my friend, I said, uh, guy, I think I want to return back to you know the, in fact before I said this, I saw some people that I knew back then in the church I used to attend, the church I grew up, you know everybody was there. you know everybody's like, you know, just having a nice time, you know and I mean and I said to myself, no this, this, this is a place I don't want to be now. I need to go back into that warehouse because this guy told me I, you know I need to wait. So my friend was carried away with, because obviously we, all, we were all in the same church before. So he also got carried away with these people. You know, everybody's chatting and talking. I said to him, well, I, I have to go back. So that's where I left my friend. I went back to, you know, uh, the warehouse. And that was it. But I feel the Spirit of the Lord just, I mean, I've not shared this for the, I mean, I can't remember when last, which year I shared on this. But I felt the Spirit of the Lord is impressing something in my heart. But we're taking our place in the realm of the spirit friends but i particularly believe that something is shifting in the spiritual atmosphere of this nation i believe like the scripture says, tells the rubble it's not by might it's not by power they say can a nation amen be saved in a day can a nation be born in a day but they say as soon as zion travel friends i've been traveling." For for the past, you know, uh, uh, a decade and a half plus now, I've been traveling over this nation, for this nation. Everything that I've done in this nation has been based on a prophetic direction, including my marriage. Everything is all managed by prophetic direction. I've tried not to shift myself, amen, from, from the directives of the Spirit. And I feel that there's a shift in the spirit. I feel the spirit of God is saying. That which I have prepared you for. That which I have prepared you for. Is entering a new face. But but I also believe that it's not just me. Entering a new spiritual face. I believe somebody that is listening to me. If not all of us. Are entering into a new face. But we need to wait on the Lord. And be patient to understand the dynamics. Of this new reality. The spirit of the Lord is bringing us into. Father we thank you. Father, we honor your name. Now, before I, before I pray, let me go back to the first vision I was sharing that I had two months ago. Now, I said somebody came to collect our phones. This guy took it away. Because I want you to understand the nature of the spirit that we're dealing with over this nation, over the spiritual atmosphere of South Africa. This guy took it away. And I'm like, is this South Africa? Obviously, we been in South Africa. But it's like a different place entirely. Everything looking creepy, looking, you know, you know, almost like a place that I've been, that is haunted. So we walked away and I, so a woman walked to me and the way she was talking to me is like, okay, almost like making a pass to me. Okay, So I'm like, what's going on here? While well, I was still talking to this woman. Then this man that took our phone said, okay, you must follow me now. So we followed, we followed him. We went into this place. We we took some step up and then we went down. And then I met this huge woman. Huge, huge woman. Huge, also dark, not black. Dark, dark, dark. She she looked at me and smiled. She said, I have loaded your phone. That's what she said to me. She said, I have loaded your phone. (sighs) So the phone is supposed to be more like a pass. All right, to enter South Africa. So, I will assume that is an immigration immigration center. You know, and that's supposed to be more like an immigration center. This is a dark, more like a dark world immigration center. Remember, they didn't want us to enter South Africa. I just had—I mean, it's not like I stood before some immigration, but I knew in my spirit. You know, in dreams, sometimes you just know certain things. I knew in my spirit that they didn't want us to enter South Africa. And somebody said, "Come, there's a different path." So, this is, this is a dark path where ungodly things, ungodly spirit, false spirit, gain access into this nation. So, this woman said to me, I have loaded your phone. So, I said, okay, give me my phone. So, I'm looking at my phone and I saw women, almost like in a church setting, dancing, but dancing vulgar dance. Thank you, my brother. Dancing vulgar dance, you know all this perverted sexual dance that you see that are being done in some churches that's why i don't go to i don't in fact i, I don't go to all these churches i don't go because you come out there amen, more more corrupt they teach they teach the nazarenes to drink wine they will corrupt you that thing has been judged this woman this woman were dancing with their buttocks shaking themselves and you could almost see their breast. i'm i'm like i said to this woman why in the world would you load my phone with this ungodliness with this perversion and this other guy all right that is in the that is in the house very small place it was very small place i mean as i looked to this guy i saw a guy looking at him looking so afraid then it just occurred to me that this guy has just been you know, uh, uh, sodomized. That, in fact, that's what came to my spirit. This guy has, has just been sodomized. You could see this guy. This guy's afraid. And you could see the guy that sodomized him. Big, also hefty guy, dark. And this guy's there, scared, looking scary. So I'm like, what's going on here? And this guy came to me, was rubbing my chest, almost waiting for me. To feel whatever they feel. And yield. And I got angry. And I'm saying to myself on the inside. Obviously I was saying on the inside. I hope this guy is not trying to do anything to me. And after a while. This guy saw that I wasn't responding. His eye just went red. He got angry. And he picked me by my neck. Lifted me up. pinned me to the wall. And obviously I couldn't embrace him. I'm saying Jesus Suddenly, I was able to say, Jesus Christ, this guy just went like a jelly. And I said to my friend, let's go. We walked out of that place. And as we walked out, the spirit said to me, these are the spirits that rules the nation. And I remember I, you know, I shared some of the seven spirits with us. One of them, one of the first spirits is anger. I think there's another spirit, perversion, There's lost there. I can't remember the whole spirit, but there's seven of them. So if you pray for this nation, these are the things we need to understand, we need to engage. We need to take the gates. There are gates we need to access, we need to take in the realm of the spirit. And we need to charge against the false altar that have been built, the spirit of perversion, the spirit of wickedness, the spirit of lust there's also the spirit of fear. And all the spirits, you can actually begin to expand them because I believe that God branches. We've got to deal with these spirits. But the, I feel the most strongest of them is the spirit of perversion. So when you see... Amen, men being sodomized, all these things that is taking place in South Africa, please, you got to understand, it's a spiritual thing, and we've got to deal with it. The government cannot deal with it. We've got, we've got, we've got a man—a blessed, you know, a, a justice minister, McQueen McQueen, but guess what? He cannot, he cannot do certain things. He himself said it. He said, my hands are weak. I mean, it, there are certain things that are beyond his ability. We have to pray and change these things. Ungodly laws that have been set in the constitution that allow witchcraft, that allow satanism to thrive in our land. Listen to this: any nation that allows for the sp- spilling of blood, sacrifice. You know when people go to this, you know Moriah, whatever in Mount Moriah, they go to the Easter. Do you know the number of people that die just between Friday and Sunday? You're talking of thousands of people that die. Come on. We have to raise a standard against the spirit of of, of destruction, that blood sucking spirit that is forever renewing the covenant of satanism and wickedness in this nation. We need to rise against it. It's time to fight, amen, for the soul of this nation. Father, we thank you. We honor you this day, O God. We take our place, O God. We proclaim and we declare. May you arise, O God, and may your enemies be scattered, O God. May your spirit, oh God, arise on behalf of this nation. We take our place on the wall and we declare this is the time for the rebuilding oh god of your name your integrity your fame your glory over this nation father we thank you that you will continue yes speak to us you continue to lead us you continue to guide us and you'll continue to open our eyes to know how to deal with these powers of hell these works of darkness oh god that are sought to destroy and to nullify your prophetic intention father we thank you this day as you continue to speak to us oh God you will give us victory father I thank you I bless your name I thank you oh God for everyone this day oh God who have connected whose heart oh God yes speaks and connect to that which you have said I thank you oh God for your prophetic declarations and intention spirit of the Lord I thank you right now that you will begin to align the heart of my brothers and my sister father as we yield to what your spirit is saying we receive an awakened conscience oh God where we will constantly say yes to your way because the more we respond to the conscience of God, to the speakings of God, to the promptings of God, the more we are able to hear. David said once as the Lord spoken, twice I die here The all power belongs to God. We receive this day the ability to hear, the ability to engage, the ability to advance, the ability, oh God, in the name of Jesus, to advance in the light of truth. We will not be defeated for the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love of power and of soundness of mind. We receive the mind of Christ. We receive the mind of christ we are clothed with the mind of christ and we declare this there. spirit of god have your way we saturate our atmosphere we saturate our home we saturate our lives we saturate our community we saturate oh god in the name of jesus yes the spiritual atmosphere of this nation we declare the kingdom of god has come Mando, we decree the kingdom of god has come near you south africa this day we say is the day of the law father we pull down every straw every mighty man, every high thing, every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, we bring them down, we declare, let a new generation be awakened, let a new generation of Zerubbabel, let a new generation of John the baptizer, let a new generation of the spirit of Elijah, in the name of Jesus be awakened, we engage the Jezebel, we engage Ahab, we engage Pharaoh, we engage wickedness in high places, and we decree and we proclaim, change us Come to you. Father, I thank you for newness of mind, new thoughts, new paradigms, new belief system. We we'll receive it to the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I want to thank you, friends, this morning for connecting with me. I've come to the end of this uh, broadcast. May the Lord continue to empower us. May he continue to energize us. May he continue to strengthen us. May we not give up. May we not allow ourselves to be reduced to what we see in the natural. Let's continue to take the battle to the enemy's gates. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. It's time to reconstruct. It's time to realign. May Christ be exalted. Thank you, everyone, this morning for connecting with me. I do appreciate amen, this uh, time. Thank you for staying, you know, this long. Amen. Uh, I, I believe uh, we have corporately prayed together, and we've sown a seed. Amen into, you know, the atmosphere, not just of South Africa, but of, you know, Southern Africa, the continent of Africa. We believe in God, amen, for great things. We're poised for great things in Africa. This is our time. This is our day, amen, uh, hallelujah. And we believe in God to move, yes, in Europe, in America because our desire is to see the nation bow the knees, come, amen, before the Lord and hallow his name. And we've seen something new, something great taking place, amen, in America, and in Europe, amen, in Asia, amen, in the Pacific Islands, hallelujah in the east. Amen. We thank God. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. And we wish, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh our you know, our our Protea team, we wish them well today as they, you know, play England. All right. May the best team win. Thank you so much, my dear brother, Brother Ricardo. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for connecting. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nitrinam, thank you so much. I appreciate your connection. Thank you. Uh, My brother Shane, thank you. Thank you Sister Shola. Thank you. My dear Sister Tina, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, My dear brother Steve, thank you so much. Abigail, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You've been there from the beginning. I hope you're still there All right. This is a long one. Thank you so much, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful day. God bless you.